I'm Roxy. And I'm Elle Michelle. And this is this, this is thing this that thing we're doing. doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we just talking right now. We are. I'm going to do that every episode. <laughs> okay. Lovers on a mission. Because we are old friends with each other. Um, I don't know which episode this is, but that's okay. Welcome to episode blankety blank, blankety blank of Therapy Noir. Guys, we've been gone for three weeks. We've been tripping, literally. We have been tripping, literally on a vacation, and then also just could not get this schedule life together. And times were rough. When I tell you, sleep is essential. <laughs> I always get on her sounding sleepy. <laughs> Just always tired. You do be sleepy and tired. I do. I'm trying to figure out ways to suppress that, guys. It's not fun. You got to take some B12. Some something. The energy, the energy vitamin. B12 to infinity. Mm, to infinity and beyond. Mm. <laughs> anyway... Let's get into all things. We have a lot to talk about. Three weeks worth of things to talk about. Mm. So just strap in. It might be a long one. Um, anyway, what's on your mind on the show? What's usually on my mind? Sleep. I almost said penis. Oh. <laughs> it's a lie. Don't believe her. <laughs> Do not get tricked by her. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. No, that's not what's always on my mind. It's not what's always on her mind, guys. Rest and the beach. I was supposed to go to Maine this past Sunday, but it rained. It rains in Maine. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, just some sleep. I'm, I love sleep. I love my bed, guys. It's great. Beds are wonderful. I'm not going to lie. I've been getting tons of sleep now. When you overwork, yeah. you are sleepy. I don't I still don't think I was shaken back completely from work and then constant travel and then being busy during these they weren't even real vacations because I was working. Yeah, she went back and forth from New Orleans about three times. I didn't go back. I went twice. And the second trip just got extended. There you go. I wish. <laughs> I'm trying to be like her. You don't want to be like me. You don't. Because your middle name is Elizabeth. Yeah. And apparently I'm crazy. I, that was dying of laughing. <laughs> Lee was the first one. That was funny. That was some funny shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but just getting some more sleep is on my mind. and. Mm-hmm. How I can get that soon. It's going to rain. Hopefully it'll soothe me to sleep. Um, what else is on my mind? Just the next few months in the year. And what yeah. I'm going to be doing with my life. 
Mm-hmm. And just hoping things come together that need to come together. And they will. Yep. You got to stay hopeful and prayed up. Hello. Um, what's going on in my world? I don't know. It's weird not having a job. Um, and I was talking to Brandon earlier today because, mm-hmm. like, he's helping me put some things in place. And I'm like, I know exactly what I need to do, but for some reason I'm terrified to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, like, talked about that a little bit, and, like, he gave me a scripture to go back and read. He was like, you know, remember what I talked about this past Sunday? Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I do. Brandon is need to, like, crazy, but he gives a word. Brandon is crazy, but he gives a, he a, gives good, a, a good spiritual word from on high. You get a good Shabbat <laughs> from Brandon. It's true. Crazy you do get a guys. good Shabbat. Um, I love him. Yeah. And um, I went to the gym. Well, I went to the gym twice last week, which was great. Um, And then I went to the gym this morning. And I'm just trying to build up some habits with my health adventure on the horizon. So, you know, I'm just trying to do that. Um, Yeah. I think I want to go off format a little bit. Just because I feel like we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and it'll be hard for it to fall under all... We'll still get... It's going to be great, guys. It's going to be so good. But we're just going to catch up on life right now. Let's. Um, You want to start? You should start. I always start. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Let me look at my notes, because I wrote some some stuff down. Nick, let me say this. That Lee Daniels video. Oh my God. This is how far back we have to go. We got to start all the way back with Lee Daniels. That was the funniest shit ever. But it wasn't even funny. (laughs) It wasn't funny. funny. I think the situation is so. Like, imagine being at a Diana Ross concert. A concert for Diana. Like, what is Dame that? My question is, Dame Dash, you like my Diana? He like sent that? a P.I. But guess to what? look for Lee Daniels. Did instead. he? No. This oh, is me I making mean, up hey, scenarios. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> but boo-boo, Lee Daniels had on, he looked like the Wizard of Oz. You know how, <laughs> so it was a green cape. <laughs> it was a green cape, right? And you know how, like, when they pushed back the curtain and they found out that the Wizard of Oz... <laughs> Was a man oh, behind the curtain uh, with some animate anim, animation. animation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was giving. He was giving um, Wizard of Oz. He had a cape on. Yeah, Damon. I'll call you later. Lisa, I mean Damon said, said no. no. We're gonna talk about it right now because two million dollars is not something that you wait on. I guess. And see, my thing is, I'm on two sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. leaning more towards you need to pay people back what they yes. owe. I mean, what you owe them. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, don't know. It was a lot. Pay. I mean, and you know what? Honestly, because Dame Dash let him borrow that movie for, let him borrow that money for Precious. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I read um, Gabourey Sidibe's, uh biography. When did Precious come out? In like 
06, something like that. Something like that, because I didn't go and see that. I didn't either, but I'm just like trying to think. They would have been trying to make that movie for years before it actually happened. So when Dame Dash gave him the money, Dame Dash was probably still good with Jay-Z, still working for Rockefeller, and probably had $2 million to throw around. And now he's trying to catch it back like a bead in a Mardi Gras parade. Oh I mean, <laughs> and now that all is well and once he gave it back, Dame was like, we good, now let's work. No! I don't understand. Before I work with somebody like Lee Daniels, I would have to get some type of written something. Because, you know what? If he had to go, like, that's like a real low blow. Yeah. And who recorded that? I don't know who my recorded boo-boo had My boo-boo went to no, Lee a Daniels. Diana Ross concert yeah. to get yeah. Lee. And I was just like, yo. I think the thing that took me out was Lee Daniels interview after that because it was very shady. I vaguely remember it. It was very shady. He was like he was like it was an investment and I told him that I would give him the money back. And I'm like, so if you said I'm gonna give you the money back, that's a loan. And then also he followed with and I know he needs it right now. I'm like you better watch it, sir. <laughs> I mean, that was a way too shady. In a diplomat song, they said that Dame Dash slapped Harvey Weinstein across the face while they were filming whatever that movie was. I can't remember. Payton, not Payton Full, maybe. I don't know. Whatever movie it was, the diplomats did way back when Dame Dash slapped Harvey Weinstein across the face for being inappropriate with women, of course. Um,. So, I don't hesitate to think for one second that Dame Dash would not, too, slap Lee Daniels across the face. And with no cares. With no cares. None. Nada. Um, that was funny, though. The whole bit. It's like, who, who videoed that, number one? <laughs> who videoed Number two. It? A Diana Ross. Like, who? Like, who just shows up? there? I'm telling you, it wasn't some Magnum P.I. stuff. Dame Dash was like, I need to find him. He can't afford $2 million, but he couldn't afford a private investigator to find this man and get his money. It it took me aback because the video was so, like, well-produced. It was well-produced. There were closed captions. You couldn't even hear what was happening in the video. Like, I had to read. Say something about breaking her leg or something. I don't know. All I could hear was singing and loud noise and cheering, but I could not hear the dialogue between um, Lee and Dame Dash. All I saw was um, Lee Daniels clutching his his um, his cape to him like he was a church mother, and Dame Dash looking like yeah, and then Dame Dash was looking like a disgruntled deacon. It was just a lot. A trusty board member and a deaconess. Go ahead. That's what it. That's what it was. They were arguing about the building fund. It was a lot. I feel that though. 
You oh. got to pay people back, guys. You do have to pay people in back. In a timely you know, manner, not on your time. Not like, on not your fair. time. Like, on my signal, not on yours. Right. It's like a lot. And it's they, too much. It wasn't an investment, babe. It wasn't an investment. If you told him, I told him, I, it's, I'm going to give him his money back. It's the right thing to do. Of you course. said it. You said it's not. You said you told that man you were. Let me explain something about black people to y'all, just in case you don't realize. If a black person says to you, "I'm gonna let you hold this," and your response, like, "Let you hold it," as in this is a gift to you, and your response is, "I'm gonna pay it back." At that moment, it became a loan. It wasn't a gift no more. Because you said, I'm going to give this money back. Mm, mm, mm. So, you know, I'm glad the girls got to talk it out and resolve it and that they're friends again. Not really dumb. Um, so, you know, good for them. Good for them. So that was my um, one of my things. Another thing. Nicki Minaj. Oh, her comments about sex workers? Nah, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, go first, Lord. and then I'm going to follow up. So there was a woman who was not judging Nikki. She just made like a slight comment. Oh. So I have it here. The girl says, you know how dope it would be if Nikki put out mature content? No silly shit, just reflecting on past relationships being a boss, hardships, etc. Mm-hmm. She's touching 40 soon. She's touching 40 soon. A new direction is needed. So this is what Nikki decides to say. When your ugly ass was 24, you were pushing 30. I'm 34. I'm touching 40. LOL. And what does that have to do with my music? Eat a dick, you hating asshole. Got the nerve to have a Trini flag on your page. You must not have heard the pink print, the pink print, or pills and potions. Bed of lies. Save me. My recent feature with Alicia Keys, Tasha Cobbs. Just say you jealous. I'm rich, famous, intelligent, pretty, and go. But wait, leave my balls. Tired of you sucking them. And then, cause Nikki was marinating on it and had it on her mind. Uh, seven minutes later, she says. I dropped my album almost four years ago. My bad. I'm 35. So she's a dumb hating hoe. But you didn't remember your age. So at 31, how about you get like me? Why don't you ask me to help you get rich? Been on top and ain't going nowhere, hoe. So let me just say this. Nikki has something to prove because she feels threatened because Cardi B's out. Yes. Point That's like exactly it. Like, there was no need for that. No. I felt the hostility. And mm-hmm. I was just like, the girl said nothing negative about Nikki. She just said, what if Nikki just put out a certain type of content? That's all she said. Like, that's it. That's I, it. I don't understand. It wasn't why. a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. She, Nikki felt personally attacked by that because she knows that everybody's comparing she and Cardi B. And Cardi B got hits. She just she does. I'm admitting it. 
on July 23rd. Yes, thank you, God. Cardi B has hits. Yes. And that's that. Um, and that's that. It's. I like about four songs now. It moved mm-hmm. from about two to three to four. Mm-hmm. A gradual. It's a good album. Once a week, every every round goes higher and higher. You are really dumb. But um, yeah, Nicki has something to prove. Like, that's unnecessary. If your craft is that serious to you, like be better. Be better. Don't like you don't have to prove like anything. Sorry. I never even heard it. Don't. It? I've been on. Been, been, been on. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Why is that the name of the song? I'm lost. Like Nikki. She's trolling. Whenever a celeb trolls like that, Roland Martin was doing that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad. I'm like, y'all are trolling because you literally have nothing, nothing going on. Nothing. It's sad. Yeah, so I really want her to get it together though because this is like I have not always been a huge I mean I still wouldn't identify as a fan of Nicki Minaj but she has had songs that I have liked her verse on Monster will forever go down as my favorite verse that she's ever done on anything maybe in Roman's Revenge I like that song a lot Um, it's a really good song I'm gonna have to agree with that. I'm not like a fan. I'm not a fan, but like she's she definitely. Has some hits. I like criticized the shit out of her for a while. Like I did, cause I just wasn't here for her. And then I heard Roman's Revenge, and I was like, okay, I'll give her a chance. And then of course, again, Monster. I just love that verse. We got tons and tons of it. Oh, you're talking about pull up in that monster. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Honey Sean Garrett, Massive Attack. I don't even know if I, I heard a lot about that song, but I don't know if I ever listened to it. Great song. Um, um, and then, like, her mixtapes were solid, too. They were superb. They were really good. She just, I don't know. It's like when you troll like that. So I don't I mean, know. I mean. Because I know we got some listening. I just feel like you need to be cautious. Yeah. You know, people like me. Right. And other fans, we just lose, like, this vibe we have with you. And then the thing is, there is space for everyone. Like, there's a demographic for every. Just like, we don't like chun There are people in the world who love it. You, you so know, stupid. it's true, though. So I just want her to just focus on her craft. Like, you don't have to come at nobody's neck like that. You could have easily easily ignore that and you chose not to you chose to and it wasn't again it wasn't even shade she wasn't even coming at you she just wanted to hear content of you growing as a person as a human as an artist as a businesswoman like talk about your love life because girl we know it's been tumultuous like we want to hear the people want to know and that's all she was saying it wasn't a reason to get upset or angry or call out a name and you know try to say things about her having her heritage on display you know everybody just needs to calm down she can be trendy like you nikki with an opinion <laughs> anyone can be trendy with an so opinion crazy. you want me to talk about this last one um can i talk about this nikki minaj thing first because it's been on my mind um so back in june um nikki minaj did an interview um, with Elle magazine and said 
the following. Maybe I was naive, but I didn't realize how many girls were modern-day prostitutes, Nicki Minaj recently said in an interview with Elle magazine. Whether you're a stripper or whether you're an Instagram girl, these girls are so beautiful and they have so much to offer. But I started finding out that you give them a couple of thousand dollars and you can have sex with them. I was like, yikes. It's just sad that they don't know their worth. It makes me sad as a woman and it makes me sad that maybe I contributed to that in some way. So, Nikki, sweet girl. You have been selling sex since the beginning. At the moment you transitioned from mixtape Nikki to young money Nikki, you have been selling sex. You have told a girl, you like, you. Oh. It's just so much for my spirit that I had to take a break. That made like you, maybe I contributed to it. You did. Like you did. But that's. Not even a half of it. Who says that there's anything wrong with that? If that's how you choose to live your life, that's how you choose to live your life. It doesn't devalue them as a human because they like to secure the bag the way they like to secure the bag. But let's not pretend, Nikki, like you're not doing the same type of work. Your sexuality has sold your albums. Your sexuality has made your videos the most viewed on YouTube. Your sexuality made your career. So for you to say... You were surprised. She said she was surprised. She, was, she said she, she said. was surprised. She said she was sad. She said she was all the things. She Hi. said she didn't realize how many girls were modern-day prostitutes. Sweetheart, you too. People might feel that about you, girl. Babe, Come on. not even might. People feel like, what was that video where she um, um, sampled Sir Mix-a-Lot? I was just thinking about that literally one minute and 37 seconds ago. <laughs> Anaconda. Yes. If that's not sex selling the album, I don't know what the fuck it is. So, you too, babe. Like, you two don't ever feel like you can decategorize yourself out of that. Like, you are not different from them. And the nerve to you try to shame them for their life choices. Like, women are women are women, no matter what they do, no matter how they do it. And if they feel empowered, if it makes them feel happy, if they're being safe, if they're doing all the things they need to do to protect them, then it's not up to you to try to shame them for the way that they live their life. How dare you, from your glass house, attempt to throw rocks at another? How dare you? What, like, people could talk about, I feel like her and Safari got an abortion, I think. Um, people can also scold you for that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of scolding. Yeah. You know, and so you have to be cognizant of that, Nikki. <laughs> but you are rich and privileged. Yep. So you... I'm looking that up because I feel like... Um, I found the article I'm looking at. I mean, Not lots that. of people wrote... A, oh, oh, the thing about her and Safari. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nicki Minaj is wild. Let me see if there are any other ridiculous quotables in here. No. Um, yeah. Oh. Okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. I can't look down on these girls. I may not be having sex with people, but I'm selling sex appeal. 
I just don't know if girls who looked up to me think when I'm posting a sexy... Uh, I just don't know if girls who look up to me think that when I'm posting a sexy picture, I'm actually the antithesis of all of that. I'm more of like the snobby girl, the uh what type of girl, and I want girls to be like that. I'd rather you be called snobby or a bitch or conceited. I'd rather you be called that than easy and a hoe and a slut. Girl, what? Silence. Anyway, I really believe that Nicki Minaj is having a mental break. That can be the only explanation for the crazy shit she's saying and the crazy shit she's doing on the internet. Because that was a reach. A far reach. But anyway, you find what you were looking for? Yeah, uh, she had an abortion as a teen. Yeah. It wasn't with Safari. Sorry, guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, like people could talk about you for that. And it's a shame because society, I noticed that they, you know, they talk about women who have multitudes of kids and she needs to control her womb. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, oh, don't get an abortion. That's killing a baby. Like, you're messing up God's creation. So it's like just trolling and like, non-satisfaction on all facets of life right um oh yeah. somebody on um on martin martin bats breakfast shout out to fly with bats podcast um somebody he posted something about Nicki minaj one day and a girl was like um one girl was like she's never done anything to defend women or um like speak woman up would be a good role model for women and somebody else had the nerve to comment under it saying well she did but then she got a lot of backlash for it and i was so dangerously close to commenting on it and then decided i didn't want to argue for four hours because what i've noticed about like super fans of any artist is really they'll co-sign anything that they say even if it's dumb Because nowhere in what I just read did I hear Nicki Minaj defending or standing up for women. I heard her shaming women. I heard her saying, do as I I say and not what I do. But I didn't hear her. And then I'm just like, what does she say? She raps. I mean, she, I mean, you know. She clearly says dumb shit. She says tons of dumb shit. Tons. When you have songs like Anaconda and then saying don't sleep around or having songs like Rich Sex and then saying don't sleep around. Like, girl, you're an oxymoron and you don't make any sense. I can't. If you don't want girls to feel like they have to do that, set an example. But also, don't shame girls that do that because that's their business. We have got to stay out of people's business. We just gotta. We just gotta. But that's all, that's all I'm giving Nicki Minaj today. I can't. I'm about to give her as much attention as the white crayon. Wow. With a white sheet of paper, Shut not a black one. Because on a black sheet, she gets a lot. Move on to your next thing. So, about two weeks ago, I saw a video. Everybody, not everybody, but People who watch Love and Hip Hop know Rashida. 
um, Rashida successfully opened up a second clothing store. Now we know. Oh, a what? A second clothing store. Oh, a second clothing store. Okay. What I, I what we do know is that when these celebrities open up these little salons and restaurants and yada yada yada, we flock to them. It could be trash. Mm-hmm. It could be a five hundred dollar white cotton shirt. And a lot of times, and we great. will buy it. Yep. Because it's Nene Leaks or Candy Beerus or mm-hmm. whoever, we will buy it. Yep. These women went into Rashida's shop. Rashida was not there. It's called Pressed. There's one in, of course, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The mecca of all celebrity boutiques. Of course. And then she opened one in Houston. Mm-hmm. So the ladies went to Houston to go to welcome the sweetie pies. Um, And they then went to Pressed in the Galleria. To, uh, you know, take a picture. Yeah. It is signed. It is clearly posted. If you want to take a picture, you must make a purchase. Mm-hmm. Store policy. I don't blame them. I don't either. If everybody wanted to take a picture all day, they wouldn't sell a thing. Right. And there would be no pictures to take because it would be closed. <laughs> <laughs> so these women... Went in there. They were filming. That's number one. Not even taking a photograph, just filming? Filming. Wow. Hey, we were wondering. No. They started filming after Rashida's mom said no, she would not take a picture. Mm. You know, she was not nasty. Yeah. She was nasty on the show because somebody was fucking with her daughter. Yeah. Like her son-in-law was acting crazy with her daughter and probably still is, unfortunately. But... They, she didn't curse them out because her mama can't go. I'm but she's sure. mama is, you I'm know. Sure she's a southern mother. Right, a southern mother. And so, you know, she proceeded to say, ladies, I'm sorry, please take the camera out of my face. You know, mm-hmm. please don't do that. You know, I, you have to make a purchase and there's a sign. And so the lady said, wow, you are the real life bitch we see on TV. She went for her neck. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't understand. If it's clear... If it's clearly posted that you cannot take a picture unless you make a purchase, and then Rashida's mom was really polite and was like, no, I'm not going to take any pictures. Like, there's signage on the door saying what the policy is. It was like a four-minute some change video. Wow. We came all the way down here to take to eat at, uh, uh, and mama said, sweetie pies. And she said, and to take a picture with you. And now you want to act like that? Come on now. And everybody, thankfully, under the post was like, y'all are wrong. Like, policy is policy. Right. There are no pictures to be taken. And I guess they wanted some amens from their Facebook feed and comments, but everybody, for the most part, was pretty much like, so she y'all can take a picture. Like, yeah. we got to stop doing that. And y'all know I calls out injustice. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's business. I will call it out. But, man, 
we got to stop reaching sometimes. We, we, we reach. A lot. And, you know, it's just like, we've got to be okay with a celebrity not wanting to take a picture. That's their... The thing about celebrities is that so much of their life is in the public eye and so much of it is open to interpretation, open to criticism, open to anything and everything. It is their God-given right to shut it down at some point. If the highest measure of control you can have is putting a sign up saying, I'm not going to take pictures unless you make a purchase, it is your right to do so. Mm -hmm. And people have to start realizing that celebrities are people as well and they enjoy their privacy and they have boundaries and they don't owe anything to anybody. They don't. They really don't. They don't owe anything to anybody but to treat them as a human. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why people get up and on. People, I'm convinced that people do things like this to get for likes, for clout on the internet. And they were just like, I don't care who agrees with it or not. And it was like a majority of people disagreeing with it. It it was just really sad. And I had been thinking about it because I'm like, I could defend us all the damn day long. But Mm -hmm. that was not okay. Again, that comes into that accountability piece. Mm -hmm. If I love you, I love you enough to tell you when you were wrong. And those girls, those women were wrong. They're wrong. Very much so. So, well, I think we're just gonna go into best life because we did things while we were in New Orleans that made us happy, and Uh-oh. I think we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go into best life things that we did for self care, things that we just loved that made us feel good about life. Um, if you don't want to start this one, I'm okay with starting it. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um. We did talk about the cruise and everything and how we were seasick, and then the Lord delivered us after we drank water. Sometimes we have to drink water to recover from water. That's a word. Um, So we did that, and then we traveled to New Orleans. Before we traveled to New Orleans, though, I participated in a huge improv festival called the Del Close Marathon. It has been happening in New York for the past 20 years um, uh, through Upright Citizens Brigade, which is um, one of the main improv theaters out, improv and sketch theaters in the city. Um, It'll be moving to LA next year, which is sad. Um, But the experience was so good. I had been away from UCB for a while for a few different reasons, but I went... And participated because my team got in and was able to perform, which was amazing. It was so fun. I got to meet improvisers from all over the world. I yes. met improvisers from L.A., improvisers from Berlin, improvisers from the South. And it's, I love meeting improvisers from the South because, you know, I just like to know that things are happening down there, too. People treat New York and L.A. like they're the only places where comedy is happening. It's not true. No. There's a good comedy happening all over the world. Um, so that was fun. Then I went to New Orleans um, where I got a chance to be uh, a participant in the Black Girl Giggles Comedy Festival. 
which is a comedy festival solely run by a fierce group of black women in New Orleans. They're from different places, but they're based in New Orleans. This was the second year doing the festival. It was amazing. Um, I didn't do a whole bunch of shows. I kind of just wanted to enjoy it and enjoy being around uh, black women comedians because there are not enough of us. And um, mm-hmm. the, the ones of us that there are, it's mm-hmm. not very often that we get to be in the same space with yeah. each other. So I participated in that. I hosted a show for the first time, which was... Amazing. Amazing. If I could host shows, and I mean, I guess I could host shows if I would, like, get myself together and produce shows, which I can do. It's just a lot of work. I produced this show before, and it was stressful. Mm -hmm. But it's something, now that I have, like, time and a mental space, it's something that I'll definitely consider. Um, But it was just an amazing experience, and shout out to Geneva and Camille and the whole... Black Girl Giggles crew. I, um, I love that name. It's amazing. And they're all so, so funny. Um, and I sat in on their podcast, too, one day. Um, Black so Girl funny. Giggles, look them up on, on um, iTunes. Very fun podcast. Um, you know, and then I just, like, swam and, like, chilled and saw friends and hung out with my mom, got honored. She was a piece of salmon. <sighs> She's a salmon for like swimming. Shut up. Um, but yeah, I just like hung out with family and friends and my mom got honored, which is why I had to stay. Well, not had to, which is why I was like, I'm staying like another Jennifer, week. Yep. Jennifer sure Holiday. Was. Hudson, well, Holiday and Hudson. Holiday first. Holiday first, then Hudson the second. Um... But yeah, it was great. New Orleans was really good to me. Um, I got to see The Read live, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I mean, I love the show anyway. I've been a fan since they started and was a fan of Kid Furies before the podcast started. So it was just amazing to see them. And then the Yes Girl podcast also did um, a session, before, like a 30-minute session before them where Big Frida was their guest and... It was just amazing. It was just like, Essence oh, Weekend is really like Black Easter. Yes. Everybody puts on their Black best clothing. Easter. That's a new one. Black Easter. That's what Essence is. It's Black Easter. It was just like huge and extra and people's faces was beat in that heat and people was looking. Beat in the heat. Beat in the heat. They was in a convention center giving life. Um, I saw a million girls trips happening. Baby. So many. It was a gift and a curse. It was just saturated, which I love. Black girl joy and black girls being lit. It was Mm -hmm. just the prices went up because of y'all. The prices went up. The convention center is more crowded than I've ever seen it. It was just, like, hard to get around. Um, But I got to go to some vendors and support black people. And, yeah, and I ate good food. And New Orleans was just the perfect, perfect lady. Because she always is. I love New Orleans. I love her. I miss her. (laughs) Especially that damn seafood I didn't get to get from her. But uh, Lauren was crying, y'all. Nichelle was literally crying. Bruh, she called me on FaceTime 
crying. Wailing like Mary at the Jesus. She was like Winnie Williams. <laughs> like boo-hooing at the tomb. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to leave. I don't know what's wrong. At first, I thought she was playing, but then it's like, she saw. She I thought like, she was being dramatic and just being like, "I'm crying," but then I saw the tears and I was like, "Wait, this bitch is crying." Like, like, yeah, Roxy knows I don't cry like that. No, she doesn't. Like, she knows that. She's not highly emotional at all. Glad no. you know. So. Of course I know. I was just like, my mommy's going. I'm leaving my TT. Oh God. Well, I'm gonna get to see Wednesday. So excited. Um, and you know, I love my seafood and. I'm just like I just miss the the behavior of the people, yeah. the mm-hmm. cordialness, the it's all love it's in New Orleans. All it's... love, even through the the crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, yeah, even through the crime, it's love, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to leave a city like that. Yeah, but and also talent that's there. What? Yeah, crazy. It's just that also when you. When you grew up in that, no shade to my New York people. Mm-mm. It is just a great energy that you want, you know, all the time. And it can, it's something that cannot be replicated. At all. It's no matter what, any other city I'll go to, and if the people are friendly, I will always compare them to people from New Orleans. Do you know what it means? To miss New Orleans. My God. Don't start crying again here. I won't. Okay. Uh, something wrong with me today. I don't know if I didn't eat frequently enough or what. You're just tired. Yeah, exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But um, nevertheless, it was my my trips were memorable. Talked about Bermuda. We rammed it down your head that we were seasick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it went was still to a DC. good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great time. Went to DC. When I tell y'all, I had the most amazing food from this guy uh think i'm gonna give him a shout out yeah chef tobias doors on come on tobias he's great chef tobias yeah he he was an nfl player and now he is a chef privately he has a food truck and he's about to order a restaurant order a restaurant he's about to order um open a restaurant the food truck is divine guys it was like lines um, I don't know if you saw the picture, but Boo Boo had an upscale menu. It was so dope. It was like seafood mac and cheese with a fried lobster tail on top. We should I'm start like, featuring black businesses that we really love. We should. And we should and let in them the podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, his food was so great. Um, That Friday, my friend was just like, Lauren, it's a little expensive, but let's go i said i don't care so we went and um when i tell you these crab cakes i think you saw it but they were jumbo lump meat crab cakes guys not lump crab meat jumbo lump and you all have seen my lump crab meat stuffed um delectables but you you all have seen it you've seen it you follow me you know how it gets down but um these crab cakes were it was it's like it's a pop-up he goes to pop-up places creates a three to four day schedule um people are either in line or 
the line is a, as long as a fire hose. But it's like the oh excuse me the crab cakes were I'd say as big as the microphone cover. <laughs> oh excuse me. The crab cakes were big. You are right. I'm fine. The hiccups. I don't. I kind of belched and the hiccups started. But these crab cakes, it was two of them, flash fried Brussels sprouts, mm. um, and some mac and cheese. Y'all, it was twenty six dollars. That's it, not expensive. It's not expensive, and it also took me two days to eat. It was okay. just that big and that good. So that's that was the highlight of my DC trip. Um, also. Going to see a go-go band for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was divine. It, it was great. And it was so fun to see, like, you know, we have our underground, but we have, you know, other places that have underground music as well. And so we went to um, uh, Lucky Strike, Bowling Alley, mm-hmm. and we... Got to hear a go-go band. Like, nobody was bowling. They would listen to the band. Like, go-go is their shit. I love it. And I love it. And it's called Backyard Band. And the guy whose voice is on Wally's uh, Pretty Girl. He was there. His name is Weensy. And I took a picture. I'm going to post it probably this week. Um, But Weensy is so cool. And he sounds just like he does on that recording. That was a sample that Wale took from um, the original song. But it was so fun. And it was just really cool to get some DC culture. The next day, we just kind of like followed the food truck again. Yeah. And we ended up at this random church like picnic. It was so random, guys. (laughs) We were following the food truck and... We ended up worshiping with the people. Yes. This man had fainted because it was like 100 degrees. It was Ooh. like an older man. Boo-boo had on a dicky fit. Um, it dicky was hot. Is, if you don't know what a dicky fit is, that material is thick. And it's, I, it's work. It's like construction work uniform. It is. Factory it was, work. Yeah. And a school crazy. uniform. Our school uniform. Our school uniform. It sure was. Yeah. But um, it's like he had that on and he fainted. We was like, holy ghost. <laughs> but the food truck was there and we I got fried lobster. It was amazing. It was really good. That sounds amazing. And um, later that day, we wanted something sweet and cool, wishing we were all in New Orleans because oh. I was hanging with my New Orleans friends. But um, we were wishing that we were in New Orleans. We wanted a snow. They call it snow cones everywhere else. We say snowball. snowball. When I tell you, my friend was like, I'm going to take you all to a farm. It was a long ass ride. And I was like, where are we going to get ice cream from? Like, what is happening? It was not it was a relaxing ride. It was just tiring. I was like, baby, where's you taking us? Um, and so we went and y'all, I'm telling y'all this because it's the little things. We went to a place called Miller Farms, and my friend Jory, who has the brain of an elephant. And remembers everything was like, I think my mom took your mom here. Roxy, we have to go. It's the little You know things. I love D.C. So I'm It ain't even D.C. though, boo-boo. It's, it's Oxon Hill, Maryland. It's I'm, PG County, Prince George's County, County, which is one of, is the 
wealthiest county that blacks inhabit. Come on. Mm-hmm. I want to go. And yes. um, when I tell you it was a literal farm, boo-boo, it wasn't like animals, but it was like <laughs> they grow their own Mm-hmm. ingredients yeah i had and i don't listen i don't be getting um you know peach and strawberry and all of those different flavor ice creams they're so full of crap mm. this was homemade 100 100 real soft serve that was the best peach and vanilla now ice cream I go. i've ever had day trip let's go a day trip i mm. say let's do it it will just bring you joy. Finding Tobias and getting that food. We like to eat y'all and cook. We greedy. <laughs> but um, finding him, getting that food, y'all, it was amazing. It was so refreshing. You know how I know it was a real soft serve? It wasn't overbearingly peachy. Mm. And they had donuts made from scratch for like ninety. You know I love donut. a good. It was donut. a full fledged bakery slash donuts. ice cream place. They also have seasonal fruits that you can pick. We missed the strawberry picking, but um, Ugh. yeah, I was just that like this divine. This was amazing, and so DC was fun. Then I went to New Orleans. I'll be brief. I ranted about crab cakes and ice cream for twelve minutes, but. <laughs> okay. um, also, it was it's just a joy and relaxation, yeah. you know. Um and that's what we're here to talk about. Right. Like what helps you. Yeah. Um, so then New Orleans, we were there. Did I see Roxy Lord? Yes. One time? Twice. Okay. We went to Jazz Market. Oh yeah, together, Jazz Market. It which was, was lit. amazing. It was so great. Shout out to DC Paul. Yes. Amazing. DC. Shout out to amazing DC Paul. curation. And the Misbelieve, uh the Misbelief, sorry, uh podcast. Yes. Shout out to them. Um we went and we saw the just bomb live singers. I was hoping to get up, but maybe next time. Um, one day. It was so relaxing and so mm-hmm. refreshing. To be home amongst all the creatives, we all in town. It's not a lot of us that live out of town, but just like the handful of us that don't live there anymore, that we're just enjoying basking in the artistry of New Orleans mm-hmm. artists. Um, we are so beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made and uniquely made. And shout out to all other artists all around the world. But something about where we're from is just so whimsical and. I it just, was, I love it. Mag- it's literally magical. Literally. Sometimes you just sit there and you just stuck mm-hmm. at just the wonder of all of it. Yep. And so, you know, that happened. And then I started preparing for the Essence Music Festival. Love that gig. Great gig. I thoroughly enjoy working it every year. I met and networked with some great people um, and reunited with some people. Um, it was just, it's never really about the check for me. It's always about the connections that I make and how I utilize them. And I know that I have to be better about, you know, utilizing who I meet, you mm-hmm. know? And so, um, but you're about to do that. This is your I season. Am. It's you're my season it. and I'm, I'm ready. And so I was just totally loving this essence. Missy Elliott is so adorable guys. She is so tiny. She's so tiny y'all. Snoop, I think that that was the best. Um, that was the best person that I met. It was really fun. He was so fun. I got to connect um, one of my college friends' dads, 
Mia X and him um, together because they were all on No Limit Records together. Mm. And so it was really fun to walk into Snoop's dressing room and be like, hey, Snoop didn't even change. Like, he had nothing that needed to be pressed, you know, I feel Steve, like he's just nothing. like a flow with the universe kind flow of with dude. The I loved it. Everything about him, like his team, really dope, like so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to walk into his dressing room at the end of the night and, oh, him and Miguel were like chilling. It was really fun, uh, full of weed, but um, I mean, just yeah. really fun. That's Snoop. I love it. But like to connect him and two New Orleans artists that, really hit it big like my friend's dad made uh move it get out he made the music to that he's actually in the video at the very end i love it um and also he made uh he made that and so many hundreds of no limit classics yeah you know and so i got to bring him back to the dressing room where Snoop is. The bodyguards were so gracious enough to let us through. They knew they were legit. Like, they knew the music, and so they I knew the artists. And amazing. right before I got them, it was like Snoop was playing Mia X's music, and I was just like, this is phenomenal. And so they vibed for about 20 minutes, and that was that. And um, I met great people. Snoop had a great set. I think it was my favorite to say Snoop, we smoking dog <laughs> with his gospel set. It was amazing. It was amazing. He Clark made an Sisters. excellent point about that too. What? What was the Snoop? Because um, a lot of people. Oh yeah, you were, saw him at the convention. Center? I didn't see him at the convention okay. center, but I saw something circulating around the internet about how people were very critical of Snoop making a gospel album and about um, gospel artists being a part of that album and he just said something about how church folks need to be more open and if if a sinner quote unquote mm-hmm. is making or a gospel album backslider, yeah. or backslider then you need to be happy that they're coming back to Christ you've got to be essentially his um you know the gist of what he was saying but you know anyway got to be you know it's just like why is this even like a, a constant thing? Like mm-hmm. Snoop's roots are Mississippi. Yeah. Him, Ray J and Brandy mm-hmm. are first cousins. Mm-hmm. Like Brandy's from Macomb. Like they know church. They are yeah. churchy. Something about people That's below the Mason. That's a little wooden church. Hello. Stomp mm-hmm. your feet. No Baby, organ. No organ. Snoop no air conditioner. Yeah. Like nothing. Like Ray J and Brandy weren't even born in LA they were born in mm-hmm. Cali I mean in, uh, born Mississippi. in Mississippi you know so it's just like roots are are deep and so like people have the right to do whatever they want to do music is a universal language yes. like you never know how you're saving how who how you are saving your fan base from something like and if you haven't listened to the album it's amazing I I was working didn't really get to tell him how much I loved it but Big ups to him. Like y'all underestimate how mm-hmm. how these secular artists making gospel music or talking about church and their music is bringing people that have never set foot in a church or haven't set foot in a church since their mama made them set foot in a right. church is bringing them back. 
It is. We need to stop. You know, we got to stop being so critical, friends. Yeah, and that's why I brought it up because I thought that the set was so deep. Like, you know, he... And he also, just like the way he and his wife came back together, like, I really honor and admire that. They were childhood sweethearts, Mm -hmm. high school sweethearts. And, you know, they had divorced real quick, and then they got back together. Or or maybe they didn't go through with the divorce. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Snoop was there chilling, you know, and all these women weren't back there. You know, he was chilling with friends and, you know, playing his games and, that boy had on the same outfit from, like, when he was at the convention center. He was like, I'm going performing your sweaty again. He was early. Our food was not even ready yes. for him. He was like, my bad for being early. You know, like, I was just like, listen, I he is so it. chill. It was just, when you work with more artists that are chill, mm-hmm. You don't really have a worry when you have to do like your work. job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fantasia was my artist one night. Salt and Pepper was my artist. The other, everybody was great. Networking with everyone was phenomenal, and just seeing your legends, your favorite folks. You know, Queen Latifah. You know, even in her morning, bought out all these ladies first hip hop. Missy, Salt and Pepper, Moni Love, MC Light, who I got to say, hey. Thank you for being on the board at Dillon University. Yes. Thank you for Shout out to you know you. giving a small top twenty HBCU. Come Hello, on. Um, you know just the whole like. I'm sorry, it's five thirty six. Holy Ghost, that's I've okay. Been that, sorry, guys. we already told the people it was gonna be a long yeah. episode. So. so you know, just thank thanking MC Light for you know just you know giving and putting Dylan on the map and mm-hmm. highlighting the fact that she's a donor. Yeah. She's a board member here. Like, I don't know how she got connected with Dylan, but hey, but we thankful. I was very, I told her and the lady who was with her who runs a nonprofit, like, Hey, thank you for everything that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who else? Yo-Yo was there. I don't know if y'all remember Yo-Yo. Um, I don't know any of her songs, love her spirit, love her temperament. She was on, um, Martin a lot with Shanene. She was one of Shanene's like sidekicks. Uh, it was really cute, but she looks great. Everybody looks great. Fantasia was so great. Also, highlight. I'm almost done, Rocks. I'm it's sorry. A, it's all right. Highlight to um, shout out and wanted to highlight how many New Orleans artists were um, performed this year. Performing. Makia yes. Javine, who revealed her pregnancy. Congrats, Makia. Um, she was in the Super Lounge. Uh, KLC and Mia X, like, getting jiggy with uh, with um, Dougie Fresh. Um, Beatty, shout out to Beatty, the nail tech. Beatty, I'm a cheater on my girl, Amber, for, for one one nail appointment, but for my thirtieth, Beatty, you better make time for me to do to do my nails. I'm not playing with you, but Beatty does um, Fantasia's nails, SWV's nails. Shout out to them. Hey, Coco, I mm-hmm. remember Coco from back in the day. Like f- to to have Coco following me on Instagram from like a few years ago. I love it. I grew up on that. But um, Beatty did Missy's nails, um, SWV's nails. She's done Fantasia's nails several times. Like. She's clutch, very mm-hmm. humble, very nice. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get any of Mia X's bread pudding. It was not ready when I was ready to receive it. And then when she told me to run and go get it, 
Dougie Fresh had taken it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, just cool little stories and just different things like, you know. Um, it's Black Easter. Black Easter, guys. And also a family reunion and right. a cookout. Essence Fest is everything. Right. And shout out to everybody, like, performing with choirs with yeah, different like our artists. friends we got to see yeah. so many of our friends george and george jessica jessica catherine mm-hmm. perform with the group yeah like, vernon like so many people so many people y'all and it's just, really just yeah. killing the game it like, is so dope amazing. you know roots of music the roots had an excellent set mm-hmm. um uh franklin and Watersea, they performed with um with Gina. Why well, I can't remember her name right now. What's wrong with Tisha me? Campbell Martin. Tisha it's Campbell Martin. Sometimes I have brain fart. Shout out to Waterseed. They have a phenomenal Yes, album Waterseed is out. amazing. I have seen them several times. Yeah. I They're saw great. I got to see them a couple of times while I was home too. And they are amazing. They're please, great. please, please go check them out please, on God. iTunes. Wherever you stream their music, they're there. You're gonna love their music. Check them out. Um yeah, y'all just be y'all just out here being lit. Y'all in New doing Orleans. it, and I'm just so excited to know y'all, and I just can't wait to see what the Lord has for all of us, mm-hmm. creatively, artistically. Um, I can't wait to work Essence again. Um, shout out to Donna Santiago and Tony; they are so great to work for for Essence. Um, yeah, it's just it's great. It, it was is phenomenal. great. It's amazing. Yeah, so. That was my trip. Um, my mom and my aunt. Oh, Janet Jackson, of course. How could I forget, Lord? <laughs> she was great. Um, I've seen her with my, my boss in, in November, but she was great per the usual. She did a meet and greet, which kept me there all night. But nevertheless, Janet was great. It was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can't wait to get back to New Orleans for my... 30th, I didn't get enough time. It won't be enough time. It's for my never enough time. Never, it's enough. never enough never time. Never can say goodbye. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even staying at a full two weeks in December. So I don't know. Maybe if the Lord says the same at that point, I will be there for an extended trip. Um, but, you know, we're waiting to hear some things deep prayers prayers deep up prayer. um, so yeah so that was our three week synopsis that was um, like the three weeks and it took a whole hour and a minute oh god sorry. that's so don't be sorry because i told they asked at the beginning it was gonna be a long episode so you know they love it it's fine um, shall we move on? Let's move on because guess what? I, you know, I didn't say a lot of stuff and I'm like, Roxy's probably like, mm. no, I really don't care. It's fine. Right. Um, so sometimes I have a lot to say. Um, today just wasn't one of those, cause I, I don't, I don't, we talked I don't about like a lot of stuff. People. So. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot to say about my trip. <laughs> she making a face, but it's true. I'm doing better with talking to people. Um, I talked to people when I went to the Read Live. That was which fun. Was great. That was networking. It was so, so fun. And I great. got to meet um, Dustin from uh, the Friend Zone podcast. 
He is wonderful and so funny and so sweet. I love it. Um, so we're gonna move in to our next segment. Um, she said segment, y'all. I said seg segment. I said segment. I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> Say what you said. All right, so we're gonna move into our next segment, uh, which is wine about it. Child and wine about a lot, but. I, I do. I, I have something to say. I have one. You I have go like first? two. You want to go first since I just took up a... Sure. Okay. I'll go first. So I just want to take a minute to talk about black folks in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And just like touch upon briefly why black folks are so hesitant to go get healthcare. You about um, to read an article? I'm not about to read an article. I okay. just had to reference a conversation. So earlier this month, um, I was catching up with my good friend who I hadn't talked to in a while. And like we talk periodically. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to her and she tells me some really great news, which is that she's pregnant, which is exciting. I love babies, especially ones that I don't make because I've made none because I'll be single forever. But anyway... Um, she's different, y'all. That's what they say <laughs> in New York. When you really want to say somebody's special, you'd be wanting to be like, she is different. <laughs> anyway, when she found out she was pregnant, she also found out at the same time that she had three ovarian cysts, which is a wow. very scary thing mm-hmm. when you are with child. Soon after, she went to L.A. to visit her family. Um... And she had cramps, and she was super sick, and she was vomiting, like, couldn't keep any food down, was doubled over, couldn't walk, couldn't do any of that thing. She went to the ER. Um, Well, she went to urgent care first, and she found out that the biggest cyst had gotten to three times the size. She was threatening a miscarriage, um, but the baby was still fine. So then she went to the ER, which is like the normal thing to do after you find that that out. Um, but still more pain. And she went to the ER and they did nothing. They did zero. They told her she was nauseous and they sent her home. Who's putting these people through school? <sighs> so she was in pain for even longer. Like at this point, it was something like a week. And she was trying to head back to New York. But again, got sick, like nausea, vomiting, can't walk. Went to a different ER. Um, well, talked to her OBGYN first. And her OBG was like, nah, you have to get surgery before you get on the flight. Like, you have to. So, um, she had more crazy cramps, went back. To the ER, and the biggest sister, one that had tripled in size before, mm-hmm. had now doubled from the size that it was. Um, and they decided to do surgery. This was after she went to a second hospital. So the first hospital told her, girl, you're fine, you're nauseous. So she ended up having to go to a third one and get um, emergency surgery. And they found out one of her, um, one of her ovaries was dead. So one, she's operating now on one ovary, which is going to be, like, a little bit more difficult if she wants to conceive again later in life. 
They wanted to do minimally invasive. They couldn't. So they had to do like a C-section to get the cyst out. Um, and so now she's recovering and she's fine. But the point I'm making is that I get so frustrated when white doctors and nurses do not listen to the pain. Her baby's fine. Her baby's fine. She's fine. She's recovering. She's back in New York. I'm going to visit her soon. Um, but my frustration lies in the fact that we are not making up this pain. If we're saying that we're in pain, then we're in pain. Like, you cannot, as a doctor, as a nurse, as a medical professional, you cannot look me in my face and tell me that I'm not feeling what I'm feeling in my body and then make it out to be something small, like, oh, it's just nausea, oh, it's in your head, oh, you're fine, and send me home. And what's even more frustrating is to think about the amount of people who may have took that first opinion and just went home and was like, I'll get better. Mm-hmm. And then, like, may have lost. passed away. Mm-hmm. Lost babies. Lost their lives. Um, my friend was telling me that women of color have the uh, highest post-birth mortality rate, like, in the U.S. Mm. Because people don't listen to their pain. Just like Serena Williams, remember when she was talking about how um, when she had her baby, she was telling the doctors that something wasn't right and nobody would listen to her. And her husband had to come in and fight for her, for them to do something. I've kind of heard about it, but what was it? I can't remember exactly what it was. I just remember reading the article. But she felt in her body that something wasn't right and nobody would listen to her. And that's the point I'm making. Like, you can't just not listen to people. When they're saying in pain, they're in pain. And like my friend, she's educated. Like, so it's not to say, it's not even that, because like in some brains you would think, oh, this is only happening to women who are lower income and don't know how to, don't necessarily know how to fight for themselves. No, this is happening to women of color who are degreed up, very Mm -hmm. intelligent, have great, amazing jobs. Like the lady I was telling, uh, she was telling me about a lady who had something similar to what Serena had going on. I have to look up the article to like quote all the things. But she died because people wouldn't listen to her. She's a lawyer. She was a lawyer. And people didn't listen to her. And that is such a big thing for people of color in healthcare. That's why black people don't go to the doctor. That's why we rather take what our mom and them taught us to do when Aloe we get sick. Plants, goose Hello. Grease and honey. Okay. Castor oil. Hello. That's why we turn to that stuff before we run to the doctor. That's why. Like some people of color, they have to be on death's door before they go to the doctor. And this is why. Because historically, white doctors, nurses don't listen to our pain. I saw a video on Facebook the other day of a woman who was in labor and she was saying that she was in intense pain. And the nurse was telling her, like very indignantly, like you're not in that much pain. It's just contractions, you're fine. How can you tell us what we're feeling in our body? And this is why people of color be dying at drop of a hat all over the world because y'all don't listen to us because apparently our voices are not enough. Mm. Apparently we don't know what's going on in our bodies. Apparently we don't know 
what we're feeling. Apparently, it's all in our heads. Like, we're not receiving the same quality of care as non-people of color. And that's the reality. That's mm. real life. Mm. And something's got to be done in the system. Like, there's got to... There's got to be something that happens in the medical field where people of color are feeling heard and feeling cared for and feeling safe. Because I don't want to go into a hospital and leave my life in the hands of a doctor or a nurse and don't feel safe. Hmm. That's, ter- that's more terrifying than being in the hospital itself. Hmm. And going in there and feeling like, you know what? I just feel like anytime a person of color steps into a hospital... They have to go in with the mindset of today might be the day that I don't go back home because I might not get listened to. So I said, all I'd say, people, if you go to a hospital, and I know it's tough because some people don't have insurance, but please, if you are still feeling pain and somebody have told you, have made you feel like you're fine and it's all in your head, get a second opinion, get a third opinion, get an eighth opinion. Go to doctors until somebody does something. We got to, like... Press. It's unfortunate, but push forward. We got to start, So yeah, like, you know, letting people know when we feel pain and let them know it's legitimate. And you fucking people need to listen to people when they say, I am in pain. Please help me. Mm-hmm. That's it. I had a second one, but I don't have energy for that now. <laughs> That was a lot. That was heavy. That was heavy. Um, Sorry, y'all. I hate to drag us into depression, but I'm going to be we brief. We got to talk. This is therapy noir. That's what it is. I'm, I'm going to be brief. That's um, going to be the title of the episode. When I tell you <laughs> what? This is therapy noir. Right. <laughs> I hate to drag you into depression, but this is therapy noir. <laughs> a long, drawn out one. I'm going to be quick. Um, Let me just say this. Florida and staying your ground ain't shit. Oh and the amount God. of black people that don't see the system. You know who I'm talking about? I like, I saw it and pass I'm to the point back. right now I had to pass it up because my brain just cannot take any more I'm going to have to stuff. delete this boo-boo because I, I, I no longer I'm, can. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to like, go back and read it later. Don't even. Don't? Don't bring okay, yourself But I, I like... Let me just say this, people. Is it about the man in Florida? Mm-hmm. In his garage? No, nah, not garage. No. In a handicapped parking spot. That white man got out of that his car, went to the lady who was in the car with her son, with their son, harassed her about there not being a, a parking, a handicapped parking sticker on the car. He rolled up to her. So you mean to tell me she... Didn't have the right to feel threatened by that. And her man couldn't come out and defend her. And then after the black man came out, pushed him down. Like he was rolling up on him. He was rolling up on the car, rather. The black man came out the door, saw him yelling and hollering, pushed him down to the ground, backed up. That man took out a gun and killed him multiple times. Killed him 28 years old. Now, let me say this. There was a man who was on the video. The video was so sad. Like, they showed the shooting. Mm-mm. That man said, Mm-mm. yeah, the same guy did that to me a few months ago. He called me a nigger. That's how I know it was about more than a handicapped parking spot. It's and about for you race. as black people to defend when people do shit like that and to defend them and say, oh, 
he shouldn't have gotten hostile. We got to learn to stop no, being aggravated. No, 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 because complacency is what's getting us shot up in the fucking streets, too. Like, we I got, it's, it's got to stop. It was very sad, and the amount of, I don't, I don't expect nothing less from a lot of white people. Right. Y'all, y'all always thinking somebody deserved what they he got anyway. He pushed him down. He pushed, it's not like he punched him in a, and drew blood. He pushed him down. That was a schoolyard fight. And the man had the gun ready. Why you had your gun out rolling up to somebody's car? Ready. That's my problem. He was looking for something. If you was handicapped and you wanted the spot, all you had to do was ask politely. Why couldn't he be the one that needed to be polite? Right. We always got to be polite. We've been taught to be polite. The mm-hmm. things that we think are so wrong and so, stop doing that. Don't do that. It's we have been normal. so conditioned. Because when white people do it, there is no problem. No problem. No problem. And I just, I'm, I'm weary. Really weary. And it's like, you all just, white silence is violence. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. White people, and I, I've said this a couple of times to some of my white friends, we need you to be allies. We need you to also speak up for the injustices that you witness mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to come to me individually and say, I'm so sorry. You need to speak up. You need to talk to your racist-ass family members. You need to talk to your other racist-ass friends. You need to be knocking down the doors because they ain't listening to us. They're listening to us minimally. Minimally. This ain't even about white people. My whine about it. My whine about it is about black people. Like, some of y'all are, some of us, because I am black, Mm -hmm. like, we got to, like, no. Like, for you not to see the systemic oppression in that situation is awful. Yeah. It's really awful. It's wild to me how many, like, it surprises me when black people just are okay with what's happening. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, how can you see what's going on in the world and not feel like it's wrong? And unjust and like it's normal and deserved how yeah I just we, we can't we gotta stop thinking like that man it's and again like it's it's generational it's a learned behavior and it takes a lot of self-work to be able to be like okay I get it now and sadly, a lot of people don't want to do that self-work. And a lot of black, black people believe that we, us black people, are as hostile as other people have made us out to be. And we're not. We're not. And I'm because, not about to sit up here and fucking convince you. And like, y'all not, know I barely say that like word. Any, but I am not. And even like some people in the generation prior to us, like mm-hmm. our parents... That generation, like, y'all be with that respectability politics, too. And I'm just, I'm not here for that. When you're raised on fear, you think different. Period, point of blank. And I'm just like, I can't operate like that. Like, love my mom dearly. Everybody knows how much I love her. But Mm -hmm. 
she gets so worried sometimes when I post certain things and I'm like, girl, I don't want to be a part of any system or any organization or any affiliation that mm-hmm. does not understand where I'm coming from. Yep. She thinks I, I post some militant things. I said, I don't post militant things. I post the news, babe. It's truth. I post the news. This is what happens. And I don't want to be a part of any organization that does not identify with the plight of my people. It's wild. It's crazy. And my, what my people who are not on that wave needs to understand is that, listen, you are conditioned to think that we have so much wrong with us that we did to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like that post that this brother decided to post about how single black moms are the reason why there's black on black violence, which isn't even a thing because what black on crime black crime is intraracial. Like most whites kill white people, so you kill based on. The demographics in your neighborhood. So if you're surrounded by mostly black people, you're going to kill black people. If you're surrounded mostly by Asian people, you're going to kill Asian people. If you're surrounded by mostly white people, you're going to kill white people. And when y'all make these comments about how you paying for other people's benefits, stop just talking to my people. Hello? Because Because the people that benefit from that system the most are white white people. In the Midwest and in the South. Please go look it up. People, y'all gotta stop thinking that we, us, black people, are the enemy. We're not. We're not. We all fighting oppression together. And what's sad about it is that the more this country becomes divided, the more black people as a race are becoming divided. And it is scary because I don't know if y'all paying attention to what's happening, but they're going to be coming for us soon. So now it's the time for us to get our shit together and mobilize and be like, you know what, whatever goes down, I'm going to have my people's back. Now is the time, people. We got to stop the foolishness. Got to stop. It's too much. I read about, um, and this is how I'm going to close my line about it. I read about a guy. Um, I never knew about him. And another thing we have to do is we have to uplift people when they're learning things mm-hmm. and not say, you, I've been through that. You didn't know that? This is not a, it's not a competition for knowledge. No. I'm about to post about that. That's mm-hmm. been on my heart all day. Um, it's not a competition for knowledge. Like We need to share knowledge yep. continuously. And so anyway, this guy was you know, wanting to play golf at a golf club. And he was denied in Ohio because he was a black man. Mm -hmm. He borrowed money from two affluent black people and his brother and built his own golf course, which is still in existence today in Canton, Ohio. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. If they won't let us into their space, create our our own. own. I'm not fighting to be in spaces where I am not welcome. Let me make you understand. I am not fighting for that no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I stand behind protesting and things of that nature and all these different things. Cute. Great. I stand behind them. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm going over here to get my laundry washed by mm-hmm. these folk. Mm-hmm. They had a black-owned laundromat on Saratoga. On Saratoga and what? I don't know. It's called Soapbox. I feel like I've heard... I'm about to be bringing my laundry right over there. There we go. They pick up, too. Oh. 
they pick up. Don't you know? tell me that now, because they about to pick up my whole life. They pick up. And so, you know, it's just like, we we create our we own spaces. We don't and need y'all, babe. The, ma- the thing I have a problem with, and I promise you, that's the last thing I'm going to say for the day, because I'm, I, I feel so happy about getting everything off these past three weeks, but I still stick by my, I'm a black-owned business guru. Mm-hmm. I stick by it. You are. I'm with it. And one thing I can tell you is, like, y'all steady giving me all these excuses as to why you don't want to support. I can't support. Mm. They don't do this. They don't do that. But then you be the main one wanting us to buy a supper from you. Oh. You be the main one And wanting. the suppers be nasty, too. I come in fake catfish. Swine. No thank you. You know, it'd be, it'd just be, y'all be having this going on and that going on. I have bad experiences at white businesses all the time. All the time. If and y'all haven't noticed, they time. treat black people like shit. But y'all be running back to spend your little dollar. Because it's a little $10 something. It's fine, though. I still stick by my people. Mm-hmm. I rally behind my people. I love y'all. If your business ain't right, I can only critique you in the best ways. The nail shop that I currently patronize, I critique them in the best ways and they listen because I don't come at them crazy and I don't want and done them. Mm -hmm. Y'all want and done them and be ready to be on to the next white business. Speaking of which, I need you to help me craft the email. Okay. You want to know why? Why? I submitted to a black comedy festival state redacted because i don't know how many people listen to this and are familiar let's talk about it offline Mm -mm. you think oh no this read is for everybody i wrote them on june 20th and told them because i was trying to submit to their festival i was trying to do the early submission deadline Mm -hmm. i went to the website i clicked on where the link should have been nothing worked I wrote them and explained to them what was going on. I saw shortly after that they had read the message and I heard nothing back until today, July 23rd. And they said, I'm sorry, I apologize for the late response. Were you ever able to submit? Why would I want to submit now? When I see that you've read my message, you did nothing to try to rectify it. You didn't reach back out to me and say, I saw your message. You didn't do anything but look at my message and keep it moving. Here's the thing. There are hundreds of comedians, and I'm sure that you have your whole lineup. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you still need comedians to make it run. And if this is the way you conduct in business, I don't want to be a part. But because, again, I love black people, and I love that black people are creating a space for black comedians because, again, it's harder for us to get into those white-run festivals, those predominantly white festivals. So I love it. It's great. But we have to get us together. You cannot let a month and three days go by without responding to a message. And then when you do respond back, it's half-hearted and lazy. Mm -hmm. We cannot do that. If we want to keep sustaining and keep being able to do the things that we're doing, we have to do better. 
even if it was a, I can't rectify it right now, fine. But it's inexcusable to let a month and three days go by. And that's why I will be happy to craft an email because I crafted one today. Last point. Mm-hmm. Soapbox, the people who I'm excited yep. to use, they decided that they were going to send someone. Great. Scheduled a pickup for laundry. So got the laundry picked up. Um, Boo-boo called. Hi, I'm looking for Miss Youngblood. This is she. Hi. Um, I'm downstairs. I don't have my ID. I specifically stated in my email, please, whoever you send, make sure, make they, sure they bring ID. their ID. So I, as a customer, this is my first time using you. Me as a customer, I have to get the laundry that you're coming to pick up. Bring it downstairs. And then I thought about it, but I was silent. I bought it down. I gave a little look like, you serious? So y'all just walking around with no ID out here. Okay, cool. How you driving so, around with no ID? I'm getting there. Mm. So I thought about it. I was just like telling her, whoever drops it off, they need to bring their ID. Because I'm not coming down to bring it back up. Like, that's not how this goes. I'm paying you to do this. I'm more than sure we're paying for it to be picked up. So we get that um, situated. I went upstairs and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, so she's driving. I went to go and peek to see what car she's driving. I said, so she's driving this big, black, beautiful SUV mm. with no ID. Either one, she riding dirty and she don't need to be because it's right up the street. Right. Two, she left her ID and didn't feel like going back to get it. Three, she didn't feel like coming upstairs. So I definitely wrote an email. Mm. And I'm still going to give them another try. Yep. But that is not okay. No. And see, that's the thing. I don't mind emailing you and telling you about yourself. Depending on your response, I'm either fool with you again, give you one or two more tries, mm -hmm. or not. So, yeah, that's it. Like, I still stick by my people, and yeah. that's that. So. And that's the thing. We still stick by y'all. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Like a man that can't get it together. We huh. love y'all black Stick people. Stick by y'all. Well, that's it. We had to get a little, you know, deep. We have questions, though. Okay, let's answer them. Yeah. Um, I got more energy now. I just you got more, you need to You need to release that off your spirit? Yeah, but I just also didn't know what was wrong with me for a second. Okay, you feel better Feel a little better. Yeah, Healed. Okay. Healed in the name of Jesus. All right, so this one comes from Curious George. He likes his monikers. Um, hi, ladies. Here's what's going on. So he has like four questions in one. So that'll be it for the day. That, Of course, that'll be it. I mean, it's the only one we have. Um, and of course, if, <laughs> if you want us to answer questions on Therapinoir, email us at therapinoir.gmail.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-P-I-E-N-O-I-R at gmail.com. Um, so hi ladies, here's what's going on. I was in Winn-Dixie and when the cashier asked me for the number on my rewards account, I used my ex's phone number. I also did this at a few other stores to take advantage of the deals. Is that a trifling thing to do? 
Do we want to answer first and then read the question, the next question? Or do we just want to read all the questions through and then I'm not going to remember all that. All right, so we're going to take one at a time. Do I need to read it again? No. Okay. I got it. I'd do it. (laughs) You know me. Patty Penelope. It's honestly not hurting anybody. And when you use that reward, I mean... Probably not. And then also, if she is using it, if you spend money using her account, it gets her points that she will benefit from eventually, unless you use it first and then benefit from it. I don't think it's that big a deal, honestly. It's okay. When Dixie is high, too. So any rewards you could get, use them. I haven't stepped foot in that store in ages. Yeah, it's high. Mm-hmm. As the sky. I do it. So yeah, I do it. Not a big on. deal. You're okay. Next one. At work, at a work friend's kickback, we played two truths and a lie. My coworker offered up the following. One, red is the best flavor of Kool-Aid. Two, OJ Simpson didn't do it. Three, my husband ain't shit, but I don't believe in divorce. Obviously, number two is the lie. Question is, how much are you willing to put up with before you exit a relationship? Not a lot. Baby, you're asking the wrong one because I'm not, I don't have to test the time with me. No. Ain't no lie. Bye, bye, bye. Like. Done. I'm sad that she's in a marriage where she is unhappy and she knows that her husband is garbage. But the thing that's stopping her um, is her belief in the constitution of marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. It's biblical. Fine. But, no, nah, I wouldn't put up with a lie. If, my, if I would say in front of my coworkers that my husband ain't shit, I would also divorce him. Yeah, because they're secretly silent. They're judging you. And, yep. You know, not that people be caring, but I just be like, Chow. I mean, some people be caring they way do. more than they should. Couldn't be me, though. I yeah. Mean. So basically, our quick answer is not a lot. Like, these are quick que- These are quick ones. We don't have to go deep them. into these. Um, ooh, this one is a good one. Can I read it? Sure. You know this person? Yes. Okay. Um... How do you all handle? <laughs> Come on, read the question. How do you all handle loaning money to friends and family? At what point do you push the repayment issue? And what point do you just include it as a donation on your taxes? Refer back to Dame Dash and Lee Daniels. Come on. I want my money. My ends. Give me. Look, we can't be out here pretending like we all got it. Like. If I let you borrow money, I let you borrow money. Borrow. If you ask to borrow, I'm going to say, when can you pay me back? Whatever date you give me. I mean, well, that's a lie. Because I've let friends borrow money before, and I haven't As long as it. I'm communi- communicating And with that's you. why I like the thing Roxy is. Roxy bought concert tickets on times where I just ain't had it to give. And you and gave me a timeline, and you always met your timeline, so I've never had to, like, be like, oh, I want my money. Like, you've always been super communicative. communicative. So I've never had that. And But the thing is, also, I'm not, like, I know Lauren is trustworthy. Yeah, like. If you have a sketchy past, I'm not letting you borrow no fucking Right, money. a lot of people that that's asking to borrow probably ain't trustworthy. Like, I heard a horror story this this past weekend about that kind of stuff. And, yeah, you know, you just never know. Like, see my, 
my friends, like we do a little knickknack stuff, you mm-hmm. know, eight, 10, 12, you know. Yeah. If one of us broke for the season in our lives, that week being the season. Yeah. And we won't go to brunch. When one of us wants each other to go bad enough, we'll pay for them. Yep. Like Soldier Slim. I'll mm-hmm. pay for it if I want it. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, it's all what you're willing to, you know, pay for and stuff. Yeah, but, um, it's all what you're willing to pay for. But I would say if you've been waiting for your money like two, three, four months, just know that you're probably not getting that back. It's sad and unfortunate. If but you ain't pressing it hard enough. If you're not pressing it yet. But, I mean, some people, you do press them, and they still be like, I ain't got it. And they never and got it. And it's so confusing. It is confusing. And there are seasons in my life. I don't know. People think I'm rich, and I just be like, I don't know where you get that from. But, um, you know, it's just like, I don't have stuff. I don't have it like that. Don't do that. People like to I'm think doing. what they want to think about people in their situation. Because they see the social media. Because they see the social media. You don't know if I'm eating. I don't eat bologna, but it's an example. This girl might be over here eating dollar cups of ramen noodles. You don't Hello. know. Hello. And skyrocketing in that pressure. Up. Okay. <laughs> and cooking like once a week. You, you don't know. know. You don't know you people's don't know. situations. But evidently, y'all know me. And y'all know that I be in here stuffing shrimp and... I mean, you talk about it every Same. day, babe. I do. But, it's um, all right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's that. I mean, two million is one story, but if it's like a cool 15, 20, or a few hundred, you just got to be willing to eat that up. Mm-hmm. Let it go like else. We have one more. You want to read that one, too? Sure. Okay. My God. Mm. How would you feel if one of your close friends fell for someone that you once had a relationship with? Oh, absolutely not. You're not my friend. Don't <laughs> play with me like that. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Not okay. No. I get nervous, and you know this. Mm-hmm. I just get worried with people who had high school relationships with people. I don't want to talk to people. I just, yeah. I don't do that. You know, I don't do yeah. that. There's at least, like, one or two I could think of that you would be, like, wary about going into. Honestly, that's why I don't even be wanting to swipe right on people that I know. And this is why I'm grateful that we have the relationship that we do. Because we sometimes check for understanding and be like, do you know this person? Hello. New York is small. <laughs> New too. York is New, New York, York is, is really apricot New Orleans small. small. It's very small. New York is apricot small. New Orleans is poppy seed small. Okay, <laughs> so let's just get that clear. Yeah. So no, no, mm mm, absolutely not. Like, and if it's bruh, well, curious to George to be a woman, but whoever you are, listen. it's a it's a guy. It's alright. It's a guy. Okay, yeah. so. If it's you falling for somebody that your friend used to date, don't do that. He not. He all right. Okay. <laughs> it's, I think it's just a general question. It's more than likely something that's come up like okay. in his circle. Um, I've had like friends be like, oh, such and such. Because sometimes in New Orleans, you run into people and they don't know who you're connected to. Unless you have a real conversation to them. So I've had people be like, 
oh, such and such that I know you messed with asked for my number. And I'm like, well, bitch, did you give him the number? Hello, blank stare, side head, eyebrow raised. I don't care if he the biggest hoe on the east side of New Orleans. Don't give him your number if you know I dealt with him. I know New Orleans is small, but there's enough. There's enough. Now, if you didn't know, because I wasn't vocal about nobody I dealt with. Oh, no, I was vocal. I've never even been in a relationship. I mean, I haven't been in a relationship either, but it was somebody that I dealt with, and I was like, nah. You know, feelings, a little fake, you know, a little 23% relationship. Yeah, some earth, Uh -uh. wind, and fire feelings. Like, no. Yeah, like, don't play with me. No. Point blank. And I've had people, like, I mean, dang. I don't know who listens, but, like, if you get offended, you get offended. It's your life, so I'm going to tell it, and I'm not using names. The This person and another one of their friends have, like, passed around people. So, like, I guess it wasn't a big deal for them, but it was a huge deal for me. Absolutely, and you have a right to feel that way. It's really a shame. Um, like I said, I only, if you dealt with each other in high school, I'm probably not going to deal with you if we're the lead. And see, people be like, Lauren, those aren't your friends. Like you're associated with these people. It don't matter. Like I'm just people like, hold on to grudges forever. And I'm just like, I don't, if her and I spoke and like had a good, like speaking relationship, yeah. like I'm not talking I'm gonna to I'm going to find me a brand new nigga. School. I'm going to find me a brand new one. Man. Sorry. Whatever. I yeah I'm I'm good I'm so good so Mm-mm, don't do that don't do that we just you know some people they think that you don't care because you hate that person but you were connected to that person at some point mm-hmm. and so no yeah and nine times ten if you saying I hate them there's still some measure some like you gotta read between the lines if you care enough about somebody to hate them then you know you still got feelings and you shouldn't touch that person. That's it. Um, I think that is the... Oh, I just wanted to mention one thing, and I'm sure you heard about it, and we're going to touch on it, and then we're going to leave. All right, Kelly, today... I haven't heard about it, so I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay. Because I fell out of the loop. I glanced, but I want to read some more stuff. Okay, read some more stuff, and then if we must, we need to release like a midweek episode or something. That's fine. It needs to be talked about. That is totally fine. Um, so great. That's the end of today's episode. It was Ooh, fun. it's a long one, but it was, it was so fun. fun. Um, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, tell the people where they can find you on social media. So I'm gonna try to tweet a little more. Follow me on Twitter at l n i c h e l l e. Follow me on Instagram at L underscore N-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-Y. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at R-O-X-I-E-E-W-Y-L. That's Roxy E. Will. And again, that's both Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Snapchat minimally at Roxy's Way. Um, and I have some content popping on YouTube under Roxy's Way. Um, and you can follow 
this lovely podcast at Therapy Noir, um, and that's spelled T-H-E-R-A-P-I-E-N-O-I-R, and that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, before we leave, we want to shout out all of our friends in podcast land, including the Misbelief Podcast, Fly With Bats Podcast, and of course, our brother podcast, At Your 30, with Marty and the Arrogant Observer. We love you guys. And and of course, the um, Black Girl Giggles Podcast. We love you guys. Um, All out of NOLA. And we also want to introduce, because music is a big part of both of our lives. So we want to start incorporating music into why that appeal in a while. So if you know of a dope indie, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Indie, indie artists. Independent. Independent artists who have amazing music. We want to start featuring it because music, again, is a big part of our lives and it's um, something that makes both of us happy. So if you know of any good indie artists, indie music, shoot it our way again to our email at therapynoir at gmail.com and just look out for other cool things happening with the podcast and we will catch y'all next week. See you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.